0: And welcome to the Robot Dice Explosion podcast. I'm Ben. I'm Ollie And this is our, is it our third? Our third episode? Yes, it's our
1: third. And last, you'll be pleased to know.
0: We're going to make it the last one uh, of our like, shit we liked in 2020 uh, series. Um, I think shall we start with uh, our little video games uh, thing? So... We've mentioned in a previous podcast uh, that we were playing Astromere as a group of four, uh, and that we really enjoyed that. It was really good in, in lockdown to have that uh, at least weekly meet-up and, and piss around. The problem with that game is, of course, we finished it, um, and neither has really had a drive to like min-max yeah, you... the whole thing.
1: Now, you can continue playing because it doesn't end, but once you've sort of done this quote-unquote story... Sad. Yeah, the drive to to do more wasn't there.
0: Yeah, all the challenges become sort of self-created rather than uh, part of the tick checkbox of the game, unless you're just trying to unlock cosmetics or something. So we were looking for like other games which could give us that same sort of social interaction. Um and the uh, the first one that I went to was No Man's Sky, which I think it's pretty cool, but, uh, it just, I mean, it's probably too big for me, too much time needed. It's also um, not
1: really a multiplayer game.
0: It it doesn't give you what Astroneer gives you at all. Um,
1: you you think, can play at the same time together, yeah. but nothing you progress really carries over. Yeah. Like you're playing in one person's game.
0: Yeah. Which is, uh, above. I mean, you kind of are in Astroneer as well, but progression in, uh, Astroneer is is a lot faster than No Man's Sky. Everything's a lot smaller, um, and honestly, just more fun. I mean, just, it just, I enjoy playing it more. Um, Adam didn't didn't buy it. Um, Graham only played like an hour, um, and you you and I played a little bit.
1: Uh, but... uh, me, me and my wife have played a bunch, and we played a bit yeah. with each other as well. But again, it came down to it's not really. Like, the, the feeling of playing together isn't really there. Yeah, You're sort of both playing in the same game, but one of you is just, like, doing things. Yeah, And then you go back to your own game and nothing has changed. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, and I did find it was just a little bit like, go to this copy-and-paste uh, space station, go to another one. Yeah. yeah, Oh, look, this planet's got floating, I don't know, dodecahedrons or something as plants. Fine. Like it, it was quite fun for a while, but you know, I, I fell off it pretty hard. Um, so, yeah, we also tried Destiny 2 for a little bit, which uh, the shooting in that game is fantastic. I loved playing it. Uh, I never knew what I was meant to be doing. That game just does not it's onboard you. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. Now, I mean, they have done an update uh, since we stopped playing it which uh is you know a new expansion or whatever which revamps the whole introduction uh to the game and they i think they must have by now uh put a bunch of content in the vault so it's a lot more streamlined
1: They oh, have i i follow uh the forbes has a really good video game journalist who does yeah. a lot on
0: so uh, weird isn't
1: it yeah. on uh, destiny and i sort of vaguely follow him and it's interesting, but I have no, like, I have no idea what he's talking about anymore. Yeah. Like none.
0: So, I mean, all of, all of this is a, is a preamble to, uh, remnants, uh, no, sorry, remnant. Oh God. was Remnants
1: it? of the ashes.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess the best way to describe it, and I think we all picked it up on, uh, Epic Store when it was free, didn't we? Yes um best way to describe it is third person shooter dark souls it's been out for a while um and it i think it actually has some pretty good uh like some critical acclaim at the time that it came out um i mean i sort of described almost it in its entirety we calling it, it third person yeah. shooter dark souls uh what i would say though is that the way that it differs from the dark Sol- dark souls attitude or whatever structure is that by and large its grunts its general enemies aren't challenging at all and then the uh then the bosses are
1: huge difficulty spikes yeah the grunts you can generally grow go through really pretty quick yeah so
0: um the reason why i think it was pretty successful for us is like know the third person shooting part of it is fine it's not exceptional at all um but it's that it's uh it's basically drop in drop out multiplayer but you the stuff you unlock in other people's multiplayer you keep for your game or at least gear wise Um, yes you don't keep like progress through the story
1: No, but that's that's, like a negative for me, but you know. But that's the only. Yeah, but that makes sense because um, the bosses that are in your game, there are more bosses for each section than will actually spawn.
0: Yeah, so I suppose this is it. So there is like an overworld, which you walk around in, or overworld, like an open world hub almost. And then you go into uh, randomly generated dungeons, which will have. Uh, a random boss at the end of them, so all people will encounter bosses in a, you know a slightly different order, by and large. Um, you may encounter some story bosses, certainly the early story boss uh, at the same time, but the boss that you will have defeated before her will be you know
1: random. A different yeah.
0: So that 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 can be interesting. So it does mean that you know when we've hopped into one another's games, there's. Oh, I suppose I should also say there's almost like. I, I guess at the moment we kind of think that it's probably branching path. Like, if you do, you make a decision, it puts you down one path narratively. You can't go down the other, the other path. Uh, so you go into someone's game where they did the opposite binary choice, and uh, you get to experience that side. So that's, there's a,
1: yeah, there's definitely a couple of different paths to arrive at the end.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, is this spot called? Is it the Undying King? Yes. Yes. Uh, spoilers: You can kill him, um, or you it's can a choose. Pain, though. Yeah, you, know, you can choose to fight him, or choose to do the thing that he asks you to do, and the next place you go to will uh, will be different depending on that. Um, what I will say is, we haven't completed it, so uh, at least you, you, I, you, I, you I, actually I, haven't. I haven't completed it, so I can't say whether. You actually get to have your cake and eat it, or whether you are then locked out of, you know, the uh, the alternate routes.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, the thing is because it's so random what you get in terms of all of the side bosses and the the loot you get and stuff is that I mean it, it's really built around the idea that you play this played multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It also has it also has several different game modes. And like one of them is literally like adventure mode where you go to a world and get a selection of bosses to fight. Yeah. Like you get a small uh, map with bosses on.
0: The progress from that or the the stuff that you earn through that you then can take into a into a multiplayer narrative game as well, can't you? Yes. So uh uh, you lo- it has got some stability stuff around save games, unfortunately. And you lost your save.
1: Uh, I have lost two games in yeah. total.
0: It is quite easy to, once you know that this is a problem, quite easy to go into uh, you know folder in your hard drive. Oh, yeah. I started
1: developing a habit of, like, every time before I was playing, I was like, oh, no, no. I'll just do a backup of my save, and I have a whole folder which is just, like, backup from this date, backup from this date, backup from this date. <laughs>
0: So I think, like, while well, that's a real bummer that you have to do that, the fact that you went to those lengths does sort of reflect on the fact that it's a game worth uh, putting some time into.
1: Yes. I, had, I have had a lot of fun playing that.
0: Yeah.
1: I said, tell you how long you've played. If
0: uh, it? Epic, yeah, Epic Games Store does. You have to...
1: Um, Click on it, probably. Well, it helps
0: if you have it running, which I don't right now, so... Um,
1: yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm just loading mine now. But anyway... It's 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 worth trying if that's your kind of thing.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of any uh, other sort of like selling points on it. I mean, it's got a whole gear thing where you uh, you craft and purchase new weapons and accessories, and you've got armor sets. So you get an armor set bonus. So all that sort of Dark Souls type stuff. It does have bonfires, um, obviously. Ah, okay. All of these. Oh, have dear,
1: oh dear God!
0: How long you spent on it?
1: uh five days one hour and 20 minutes
0: (laughs) i'm at two days i think
1: so that's a thing apparently
0: i mean you played with uh like you played in your game in my game in paul's game and in adam's game graham's game game, and in adam's game yes yes (laughs) and you've completed at least one of those games so
1: that's not a surprise yeah me, me and paul have completed our games and the DLC as well.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I haven't touched that.
1: It comes after the main game, so that's not sure. Surprising.
0: Did you? How did you get on with it?
1: Yeah, it's good. Uh, it well, it actually gives you because my main my main complaint about the base game is that it teases you with the story.
0: Yeah, that's it's a definitely really a case close. of like you find out actual story from not really from talking to people that much, but from actually just finding stuff that's littered about. Yeah,
1: and the story is really cool, but they don't like to give you a lot of details. Yeah. And it is better, like, you get a bit more of the story and some sort of conclusion in the DLC.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's worth mentioning uh, before we move on, I think, that uh, there is also a game by the same company, uh, Same developer called uh, Remnant Before the Fall,
1: I think. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. Which is a prequel.
0: Uh, it's a prequel. Well, it's not really a prequel. It's actually the first game that came out after this game, but it was originally released on VR before Remnant from the Ashes. Oh, yes, yes. So uh, I would not play that from what I heard. Don't bother. Unless you've got VR, in which case it's probably fine. It's like one of those early VR games. It's
1: um, also single player. Yeah,
0: yeah. Basically, all, all the stuff that I think we really enjoyed,
1: it, none of it is in it. Is yeah, it's
0: just not in there.
1: So great. <laughs> yeah, I was all like, "Oh, it's come on! I'd go and have a look at that." Oh, single player only? No.
0: Oh, one of the things I, I did generally like the way they implemented multiplayer. Um, you know, if you pick up a unique item, then everyone gets it. Yeah. Um, if you pick everything except ammo, is basically shared, shared. between everyone
1: which is really nice
0: yeah and if you go into someone else's game and they pick up let's say like a unique accessory a ring or something that you've already got you get uh, you get like uh, it's cur- currency, currency instead don't you yeah um, so yeah it, I mean you can basically it, <laughs> level up real fast by just playing in other people's games a bunch um,
1: yeah it's also worth pointing out that by playing through the story and everything you're nowhere near max level ah interesting like, not even close. What's the maximum level of a trait? I, I don't even have all of the traits.
0: Ah, so this is a thing. I, I wanted to move on, but actually, there's too many really cool things. Um, <laughs> the, you basically, you start with a few traits, and they might be like, oh, if you're within 10 metres of a mate, uh, you know, you buff each other a little bit. Um, but as you go on, you unlock traits, but they're unlocked uh, by doing the thing to which they relate. So I got one where basically... I could extend the amount of time before I bled out while I was down. And that's because I spent so much time bleeding out. <laughs> I eventually earned that trait and then was able to uh, increase the stats into that. Yeah, so
1: that's pretty that's, that's that's really cool. Points like that.
0: It's it's They're something so... like when uh, oh, Elder Scrolls Morrowind, I mean, it may have been in later ones, but I've never really played any of the other ones, where you know, if you walk from settlement to settlement jumping, then you could level up your jump Why? because you Yeah. Of
1: yeah, just by... And I mean, there's also traits that are specific to bosses. Yes. Uh, several of the bosses also have different things you can get depending on how you kill them. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah and because some, of course
0: the Ent, you can kill it in two different ways.
1: Yes. Because you can take out its
0: legs and you get a different thing. Yes, Then
1: if you don't. It's the same with the dragon. Yeah. And I think several of the others, but I haven't done that yet.
0: Yeah, there's so many really cool ideas in there. One example, which I'm going to try and avoid actually spoiling the story point, but like you can, because the bosses are random, you know, you come across them in random order and you won't fight the same boss twice unless there's like a story reason potentially. But like you can come up against a boss and you just fight them and that's it, you move on. But then if you come up, uh, if you discover in the open world this character um, and talk to them, but you, you don't just talk to them like once. you have to talk to them until you've exhaust all their dialogue. They'll give you an item.
1: He, he rambles
0: on as well. "Oh goes yeah, it does go on. And <laughs> if you then encounter this boss that I'm talking about, you don't have the fight because he goes, "Oh, you've got that item." Well, that means you have this relationship with that person, okay and then and, and then you, you just don't have the fight. like the boss fight just doesn't happen. So there's loads of really cool ideas.
1: Yeah, there, there's a lot of, there's also several things where it's like, well, if these two bosses are both on your map, you can go and interact this way with this boss, and then you can actually do this thing with an otherwise inaccessible thing in the game. Yeah, yeah so, so it, it's really built around making you replay things until you get everything you want.
0: Or just accepting that you'll have a unique experience, and yes. then it's something cool to chat about with people who went through a different game. Um, um, one of the things I don't like really is it, it's a bit. It all looks a bit brown and grey. Um, you know, it's it's mostly fine,
1: but it just. Yeah, know. it could be a little more varied and interesting. Having said that, the worlds are all really different. And yet, as you say, it, it doesn't quite feel. It's. I think it's because the first place you go to after where you start, sort of looks a bit the same.
0: Yeah, you're right. They, they these different places, uh, different set uh, settings, do look quite different. But somehow, even though the palette is different, it's like the tones are the same. So Probably, quite yeah. drab yeah. and muted. You know, whether you're dealing with greens, browns, grays.
1: Whatever yeah, it is. you mean the the jungle doesn't feel vibrant. Yeah. It just feels like the jungle version of the ruined city.
0: Yeah. And you know maybe that plays into the, the storyline a little bit. But uh... yeah. So anyway, yeah, I um, I do recommend it if you uh, especially if you can get it for free or on discount. It's uh, definitely worth playing. Um right. Shall we move on? I think so. Okay. Um do you want to talk a little bit about King's Light Emma?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've mentioned it before. It's the it's the it's the legacy game we're currently playing.
0: Oh yeah, we have mentioned it, before, haven't we?
1: This so, has not been a great year for playing legacy games.
0: Not so much. This is one where we theoretically could play it over Zoom, but uh, I don't think that would be a great experience. You really no, be it, it would be sense. such a
1: such a that yeah. we're just not going to.
0: Yeah. So um, when 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 the law has allowed, we have managed to get a couple of games in, um, and I think mostly we're all really positive on it. But uh, we yeah. will we will follow up when it's, we finish it. It's
1: it's only been interesting enough that we have carried it through a year where we basically haven't been allowed to do it, and <laughs> still and still want to finish it.
0: Yes, absolutely. Which... And with the announcement of uh, pandemic legacy season zero, we, we probably need to get a move on.
1: <laughs> yes that that'll be the, the legacy game after this one i mean this is well this is our third legacy game because we've done season one and season two yes of pandemic
0: yeah if if we had played either of those this year that would be on my list okay <laughs> okay well i think that basically covers that um what should we do next got a whole list of things but we're going to try and keep this fairly quick i've got more things than you so maybe you probably do a thing, i'll but... go next Okay, you've got my paintbrush down. um oh what have we got okay i think i'm going to go for music quickly um when i was a student i used to discover new music all the time um and as i've gotten an older and grumpier more cynical uh, i discover music less and less but um one of the bands that i discovered i don't think it was last year but i really got into them last year was snarky puppy which is like a, a jazz thing jazz fusion type band um but they're fantastic people should listen to them i i mean i mostly listen to like rock and metal but these guys are just fantastic uh so the album we like it here i really recommend um this fantastic studio recording all free to watch on youtube so go and listen to that um
1: i might i might have to give that a go
0: oh, it's fantastic like especially the last track which i think actually might be the first track on the youtube on i can't remember oh, uh, it's yeah. called lingus but all the tracks are fantastic
1: um
0: yeah so I, yeah that's it i don't think i actually came across any other um, new bands last year. I,
1: I've yeah. listened to. I mean, I listen to Spotify at work sometimes, uh-huh. um, and I've run into some a couple of weird things. So, I have a workmate <laughs> who really likes the Dreadnoughts. Okay, um, which is sort of like folky type thing, and that's a couple of them are really their songs I really like. But weirdly, it then led me into. I think they called it Celtic Punk.
0: Okay, nice.
1: <laughs> um so I've listened to randomly a bunch of Ale Storm. Yep. <laughs> which is funny. Uh, but I mean, every single song is about drinking and I don't actually like drinking very much.
0: That is funny.
1: Like I'm currently looking at a, at a, at a playlist. And so it starts with The Cruel Wars, which is my favourite song by the Dreadnoughts, which is the one I, I listen to. And I only listen to that much of the other ones. Uh, and then it's uh, Fucked with an Anger by Ale Storm. Um, um so yeah, they call themselves heavy metal pirates.
0: Yeah. So yeah. it's all
1: about drinking and piracy.
0: I am passingly familiar with them. Which is just I've certainly never had them on a playlist or anything, but yeah, I I, I have heard them <laughs> over the years.
1: Which is just like it it weirdly amuses me. Yeah. I think there's um I I
0: I <sighs> No, like, comedy music has stuck with me that long. Like, I can appreciate it, and sometimes I get really into it for a bit, and then it yeah. just sort of, you know...
1: Yeah, the the comedy aspect sort of counts against it for listening to it for the long run.
0: Yeah, I mean, I suppose that's a little bit like stand-up, but there's, there's some stand-up that I watched over and over again and then just stopped because it just doesn't hit quite so hard anymore or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there was any other music. Like, there were new albums. Were there any new albums in 2020 that I listened to? I don't fucking know. 2020 is a really? ridiculous year, and I don't even like what happened. What? What is time? I think we should move on. <laughs> um, so I'm going to do another one because I've got so many. Yes. Uh, I finally got around to finishing watching the last season of BoJack Horseman, which. It was a show that I sort of I, I, I stayed away from for ages because I thought it was just gonna be like oh there's a drunk horse. Nah. Um but actually yeah, I, it is yeah, I a I really
1: appreciate it for that reason.
0: it's uh, fantastic. It it is abs- it's, it's exceptional. Like it gets a little bit frustrating in, in some places, but in terms of like a portrait of An alcoholic uh it it is pretty fucking incredible um gets really deep at times it still has like a load of silliness with like little jokes because obviously there are people and sort of animal people in the world and so Mm. uh puns are are rife um and really entertaining and it just yeah it's silly but then also really I don't know what I want to say. I don't necessarily want to say deep, but like sure, but like serious skills with like heavy stuff, um and doesn't doesn't follow a cliched arc. It's not. It doesn't like just. It isn't. Doesn't wrap it up satisfyingly just for the sake of it. You know what I mean? Mm. You know. um I really recommend people watch BoJack. Uh, especially like if if you sort of bounced off early in the first season like i would i would persevere a little bit and um it it goes places but not not just in like a shock for the sake of shock way um yeah i don't know how well i can really articulate myself on it but um, that was absolutely one of my highlights on television this year um cool should we do one of yours
1: yes um i was just going to mention the lovecraft investigations i think i've talked about this before
0: you Um, may well have done the trouble is there's so much lovecraft stuff out
1: there this is this is by this is by by the bbc oh okay so what is it a tv show no it's a it's a it's a podcast oh
0: so, oh, basically, you've mentioned it to me, but I don't know if we've mentioned it on the
1: podcast. Yeah, I can't remember. So, the basically, there's three seasons of it now, which th- season three might or might not be the end. That's a bit unclear. Yeah. Basically, the, the idea is that y- you are listening to a mystery podcast. Mm-hmm. So, very meta, it's a podcast within the podcast who do investigations of things. And what you're basically doing is complete retellings of a couple of Lovecraft stories. Yeah. So it's, it's not an audio book. You literally rewritten the story and updated it. And It takes place in the modern day. Added a bunch of characters, thrown out all of the racism. Um, <laughs> yeah. Made uh, a meta arc that carries through all of them. Made some of the stories make a bit more sense. Okay. It's really good. Um, it's the best version of those stories I've come across. I think.
0: I have to confess that I've never actually read or listened to or watched any Lovecraft. I've certainly played it because it being in the public domain, yeah. uh, board game companies bloody love it. But um, yeah, I yeah, I've, I haven't really exposed. But I, I mean, I've got the Lovecraft like collection downstairs in my bookshelf but I've still not got around to... Yeah, uh, It's not exactly easy to sit up in bed with this fucking no. massive tone.
1: They're also of varied quality, I find. Oh, sure. Some of them are... I mean, they're, more, they're mostly interesting for the ideas, honestly.
0: Yeah. Well, rather than the execution as so much.
1: Yeah, I think so. To me, at least. Hmm. Um, but these are really nice retellings because they give you... Like, there's some consistent characters, and there's a overarching story, and delete you through. It starts with the case of Charles Dexter Ward. And it ends with the Dunwich, uh, not the Dunwich Horror, uh, Shadow of a Intimate.
0: Okay, I recognize the name.
1: And, oh, I blanked on what the middle one is. Anyway, um, yeah, it's very, very worth listening. And it's free. Because it's BBC.
0: I might actually have to listen to that. I, I did listen to a couple of um dramatization uh podcasts this last year. Uh they're oh. both both Wolverine ones, which were free. Um so I might actually load that up because I spend a lot of time listening to podcasts.
1: Um I mean there are like eight, nine ish episodes in each season, and each episode is half an hour long.
0: Okay. And you said there were what, three seasons? So three seasons
1: yes oh, and cool. then there's uh, various yeah. bonus episodes and weird things that happens sure. with some yeah. of the feeds and stuff but
0: yeah i'll check that out I think. um so,
1: yeah I've, I've listened to it a couple of times over this year because i listen to audio stuff for like five plus hours every for six days out uh, of every week so i need a lot of content yes yeah the life of a poster yeah.
0: <laughs> cool um right i think i'm gonna sort of try getting close to to, uh, to to wrapping my stuff up then so um what i'll quickly say is like uh watch season two of his dark materials on uh, bbc Mm-hmm. uh really pretty good adaptation of the books um if people have read you know uh northern lights and, and so on uh those books and haven't watched these i'd be kind of surprised but uh really good books certainly a wacky third book uh very interested to see how they uh how they put that on the screen um but uh yeah i i, I yeah. really enjoyed uh the adaptations uh, I, I, re- I read all three of those books i think uh 2019 uh i'd, I'd read them when i was a teenager or whatever but, uh, gave them a reread in the run-up to the new books coming out the new trilogy
1: and uh i i, I didn't uh, finish the third one i know <laughs> yeah we talked about this uh off air yeah. before yes yes i i got i got infuriated and just put it down um but, it is pretty wacky but i i think um i mean i i still enjoy it uh yeah oh yeah no i'm not i'm not, i mean i'm prone to losing patience with media stuff
0: well yeah i mean this this brings me on to the question of have you uh get, got any further on 70s yet because that was on my uh my list for last year
1: Nope. <laughs> no i've i've started uh i'm at well i'm actually on the. i've started i've started it again so i'm I mean, oh wow! Okay, not since since we last. I haven't gotten any further than that. But um, I did find the secret to me actually listening to it was just to speed it up.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair.
1: Um, because the narrator is too slow for my liking.
0: It's one of the one of the sort of risks of audiobooks, isn't it? Like if you don't like the narrator, or you know, even if it's not you don't like them, but they just. Yeah, on on point, <laughs>
1: and and it's it's really hard to tell from uh, the sample you get. Yes, like you listen to it and you go like, "This seems fine," An hour and a half later, he's really annoying. <laughs>
0: um, I, yeah, was I was going to say, I can I can see how that book would be uh, difficult if it were moving slowly. Certainly, the first half of it.
1: This, yeah, I was going to say that's because I'm pretty sure that once I get through the first half, it'll be fine. But because I know a little bit about what will happen later, I'm just like, can we please get to that bit?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's a fantastic book. People should read that. Um, So, yeah, I'll uh, springboard onto the books that I've been going through this year. Um, I'm not going to go too much into them because half the fun of books is the journey through them. Um, So... uh, From His Dark Materials, Uh, I finished The Secret Commonwealth, which is the second book of the second trilogy of the His Dark Materials stuff, um, which was really good. People should fucking read it. They should read all those books. Um, That's all I'm going to say on that. Uh, I read a really strange science fiction book uh, by a Chinese author whose name I'm going to mispronounce. I think it's like uh, Shinzen Lu. Or something like that. Uh, it's called the three-body problem. Um, I, for anyone who who knows physics a little bit, the three-body problem is essentially an unsolvable physics situation of orbiting bodies. Um, you know, three three but three bodies. Uh, you know, let's say celestial bodies that are orbiting one another. How do you create a mathematical model of like? how those orbits will interact and so you can predict where things will be and when apparently unsolvable i don't know Um, whether that's actually true now or not i don't know but uh, a really strange book Um, i think so it starts off with the cultural revolution in china um, which is a real harrowing opening to the start of the book um, you know, a few people are executed quite early on, a couple of people kill themselves, you know, it's a real uplifting start. Um and that you know, is the jumping off point for the rest of the uh the book, which I honestly don't really want to get into. Um but what I will say is like the author has said that he doesn't see sci-fi as you know the Holding up a mirror to society, thing which classics like I did with you know Philip K. Dick and so on. Yeah, he uh, he sees it more of a like trying to imagine different different worlds and how how they could work and you know how how things could come to pass. You know, if we make contact with other worlds or you know that what kind of crazy, yeah, what crazy extra dimensional or just you know sub atomic technologies might be invented it's um yeah it it's a very very strange book and i'm pretty sure i did enjoy it um i just yeah real odd uh but anyone who's into into sci-fi and wants something a bit different uh i really do i do recommend it um it's the first of a trilogy uh, which I didn't know when I put it on my wish list in uh,
1: 2019.
0: <laughs> um, and <laughs> each book in the trilogy gets progressively longer. <laughs> uh,
1: so well,
0: that's always that's, a hassle. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't take that long to read really. So yeah, uh, enjoyed that. Um, and then I've read two books, uh, the end of last year, by my favourite author, uh, whose name's David Mitchell, not the guy from like Eight Out of Ten Cats or whatever he's on. Um, or I don't know, where. he's all over panel shows, isn't he? Not that guy. Uh, it's a different guy. Um, he he actually wrote uh, Cloud Atlas, which I think uh, that was turned into a movie. Uh, so that's probably the most recognisable thing that he's written for most people. Um, he so i read his latest book which is utopia avenue which is uh basically set in uh the either 60s or 70s i think uh 60s um around a band basically um and their attempt to get signed. well no hmm. they get assembled by a an agent and then it's uh trying to get a decent record deal and then uh, touring and stuff and one of the things he does with his books is they're sort of There often is like an overarching meta story like overarching plot Mm. but a lot of it is just done through moments in people's lives Um, he's a fantastic writer just really compelling and, and really readable at the same time uh i think my favorite book by him probably is a book called the bone clocks uh which all of his all of his books sort of flirt with a little supernatural type sort of situation yeah. um his first book ghost written has uh it's a different chapter for different characters so it's all from these uh different points of view and again there is a there, there are connecting threads between them that are not really a plot that connects them all. So you're not going to find out who the killer is in a, an ultimate chapter or anything like that. Um, but one of the chapters in that book, uh, is from the point of view of a disembodied spirit used to have a body, doesn't have a body anymore. Um, and that stuff starts coming back up in all his subsequent books. There are shared characters between all of his books, but they may just be incidental. Uh, they, okay. may just be, they may just be the composer of the Cloud Atlas Quartet, Robert Frobisher. Uh, someone might just play his record at the beginning of Utopia Avenue. And like it might just be that that small, but then it also might be that you need a character and he's a fundamental part of the story who is a fundamental part of another book as well. It just sort of depends the way he's described it is essentially he knows he needs a character for a you know for the story does yeah. anyone he's already written work in that framing um so you get all these sort of situations where you're like i swear i recognize that name oh holy shit it's that it's that guy except when he was 15 um and that's really interesting he writes the characters so well that like you come across a a guy when he's 15 who turns out to be a real douchebag in one of the other books um you can see how he would get there um yeah yeah it's really interesting uh and number nine dreams the other book that i read uh this last year by him uh which i loved it's set in japan and is about a guy looking for his dad who he's never met um
1: interesting
0: yeah wow you've gone really green green yeah yeah the screen's just gone green that's right i can cope unless we're in some kind of science fiction survival horror movie now
1: <laughs> well i hope not uh, i mean we sort of are well but... it's, not <laughs> yeah. it's called
0: 2021 um yes that's that's me on books i mean i've read a couple of books called weird gods and the dark and which are written by so there's a a sculptor who has sculpted like a bunch of stuff, but uh, the one that springs to mind is he's done a lot of mo- moonstone stuff. Um, oh. so his, his name's Dave Kidd. And uh, his, uh, I think she's his wife. I think they're married. I can't remember. Um, she uh, has written those two books and they sort of take uh, Greek mythology uh, and Norse mythology and mix them together um interesting not in a sort of like creating a new thing but in like these two mythologies have been smushed together like how does that yeah. work out who gets on with who who hates who i mean they're yeah. god they're gods, so mostly they hate everyone but um yeah pr- pretty enjoyable uh honestly so that's an honorable mention uh yeah i, I read both those on my kindle uh which yeah. was great. Um, I think that that is all my stuff, actually.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've I haven't actually sat down to read very much. I listen to a bunch of stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. My wife and... does. She never used to read books at all, but now uh, now she's got an Audible subscription. She smashes through books.
1: Yeah, um,
0: a little bit less now. There's no commuting. But...
1: Yeah makes things weirder but yeah uh, right well i guess we'll wrap it up there um we will that that was one thing i thought we Ooh. should mention okay. just because it i'm probably slightly weird there final fantasy 7 remake came out this oh, year, yeah. uh, last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. um and my wife was very excited uh because she played it originally and stuff. Um, it's pretty much my first experience of Final Fantasy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. It's uh very different from most right, well, different from all the ones I played, so
1: yeah, and I mean most of my other friends and stuff have also played a whole bunch of it back when we were teenagers and stuff, and I just never did.
0: I mean, since I've been like since I got into my thirties, I haven't had time to play <laughs> JRPTs so or I haven't made time to play them, I suppose, yeah. In
1: um I mean my other experience was what was which one was it? The one with the first one with lightning. Twelve?
0: Uh, 14, thir- Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah.
1: Which I gave up like 20 hours into it, being still being into the tutorial. Yeah, five hours. Not really having hours any
0: fun. Before, five hours before the end of the tutorial.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, this is not any fun, and it keeps not being any fun.
0: Yeah. what um, I have heard is that once you get into the game it's like one of the most rewarding games but uh yeah i just i
1: can totally see that but it's so railroady unless you do so little mm. for such a long period of time that i just in the end was just like uh i'm not having any fun
0: understandable mate i haven't played any of them since 12 um,
1: which was great.
0: I didn't finish it
1: the remake was have was really fun I liked it.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I I loved Seven. Seven was my first fantasy, and uh, I was really, hmm, really excited. Might actually be the wrong, <laughs> the wrong thing to say uh, about the remake. I was very sceptical because they've always said, "Oh, this is like uh, impossible to to remake. Like it, it would just take too many resources." uh my cameras died um but uh yeah so they announced it and everyone's like oh it's just it's gonna be shit they're gonna fuck it up and by all accounts they've done a fantastic job
1: i mean they've partly solved the resource issue by splitting it into multiple games
0: yeah yeah 100
1: percent. yeah I'm, um, I'm looking forward to playing that i just uh haven't made time for it yet. yeah but as i understand it they've, they've extended like the portion of the the original game that the remake Covers has been extended and added to quite a lot. Oh, yeah, except for being fleshed out. So, I it doesn't necessarily feel like cheating splitting it into multiple games.
0: No, I mean, I don't think it's cheating as long as you get to you know, it could put the uh the story across. Well, I played and it's Demi, like which I enjoyed,
1: and it's still like a 40 hour game or something like that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think the original, you could you could do it in about 45, 50 or something like that. I think my second playthrough was like 65 hours and I unlocked everything. Yeah. Um, and did that with some friends at school.
1: So. Yeah. So, um, but I wasn't really, like, I wasn't, because I have never played it before, I wasn't particularly interested. Yeah. Uh, but then playing it, I, I was actually quite impressed with it. It was quite fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I need to give it a crack. I've still got Red Dead Redemption 2 sat in my uh, my PlayStation, which I've probably <laughs> haven't played for like eight months or something. It seems really yeah. good. It just it really takes its time.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, that was my... I've only played the first one a bit and that was sort of my experience. It was like, oh, this is good, but wow, I need to invest some more time in this. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm sort of reluctant and, to just abandon it, but...
1: Uh, yeah, and Westerns are not really my a genre I like that much
0: Mm, sure right um, I think we should wrap up Uh, um, so I mean I suppose before we do um, for anyone who's uh, still listening and was interested in the Bushido tournament that we were uh, planning on running um, we've postponed that indefinitely basically because uh, yeah Honestly, with everything that's been going on, I've sort of lost motivation for it, and without yeah, like, like without motivation. The
1: beginning. Yeah.
0: Well, I think we talked about this just you and I, didn't we? I don't know if we were recording at the time. No,
1: we did. We did. I, th- I thought we were recording anyway because we haven't. <laughs> like, it requires not like a huge amount of effort, but it does require quite a lot of input to make it good. Yeah. and the motivation just isn't there right now. And if the organiser
0: isn't enthusiastic about it, it's a bit like, you know, it's it's, it's sort of doomed from the start at that point. Um, so, yeah, we'll probably come back to it at some point. Um, but I don't... I just, actually, I just
1: don't I actually imagine that up. once we are back to playing games and can actually meet up, we'll get some enthusiasm back for playing, and yeah. then it might seem like a really good... Opportunity to play with a bunch of people you wouldn't otherwise get to play with. Absolutely. Ironically. Yeah. Um, so that's probably when it'll happen.
0: Yeah. Um, as for like content of the podcast, I mean we discussed we discussed right at the beginning. Um, you know, because we haven't really been playing that many games, it, it, it's difficult to really get motivated for uh putting content up. Oh. Um, I've certainly had thoughts about stuff, um but not really playing games. I don't know. We'll just have to sort of see how we go. Um, Maybe we can... uh, There'll be a new Bushido release coming fairly soon, so we should... uh, Talk about that. We should talk about that when we get to it. Um, I think I'm going to be on the Bushido cast because they want to interview me about uh, sculpting and that whole side of things. Um, So that should be interesting. Uh... Yeah, I guess just, like, try and put some stuff out. Uh, I'm going to try and put these three episodes out over the course of probably like a week or so. I'll do minimal editing and just uh, and just chuck them up. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, anyone who's still listening, thank you very much. Uh, I don't know why you are. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I hope everyone has a better 2021 than they did 2020.
1: Hopefully,
0: uh, yes. Yeah, especially the United States. Uh, good luck to you guys.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and well, there's plenty of other places where shit's going really wrong. So,
1: yeah, good luck. To yeah, you guys. yeah. I mean,
0: <sighs> yes. It's all I have
1: to say about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's not <laughs> all right. Cool. I will. Uh, I'll catch you soon, buddy. Yes. See you later. see
1: you later. Bye. find Robot Dice Explosion at RobotDiceExplosion.com at RDE underscore podcast at Twitter and Robot Dice Explosion on Facebook.